welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Kieran Howells, Deputy Editor at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. How are you doing, Kieran? Um, I'm okay, thank you, Soph. Yeah, things are still a little weird, but uh, we're, we're sticking together and it's it's going pretty well. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. Um, I think we're getting gradually one step closer, hopefully, fingers crossed, anyway, each week. Um, and then we can all be back together in the office again. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Um, but like a large portion of the country, obviously, we're working from home at the moment and dialing in remotely for the purpose of the podcast. So we do apologise, as I've said before, if the sound quality isn't as optimum as it could go. But we are still dedicated to bringing you the latest topical debates within a short HR podcast. So this week's podcast episode will be centred around Pride Month, which runs throughout June. So essentially, Pride Month is celebrated each year in June to honour the 1969 Stonewall Uprising in Manhattan. And in normal circumstances, it is widely celebrated with events such as LGBT plus Pride parades and marches. And anyone that lives in big cities like London will probably be familiar with these. Other events such as community days, festivals and things like that, just to bring the community together. And of course, back in the office, there are many things that employ may traditionally do to celebrate Pride, such as throwing a Pride party, for example, arranging um, in-person fundraisers to help LGBT plus charities, or also conducting DNI awareness sessions to mark the occasion. But as we all know, the coronavirus pandemic has really shaken up the traditional ways of working. So essentially, the people function should be thinking about how they can promote Pride celebrations among the workforce, but in a virtual sense. But before we dive in and share best practice from people professionals, I wanted to just share some comments from Jill Miller, who is the Diversity and Inclusion Advisor at the CIPD, um, when it comes to promoting DNI in a remote working world. Before the podcast, she said to me, the situation presents new challenges for both inclusion and employee well-being, both of which must be top priorities for organisations and given due consideration in all businesses and operational decisions. She added, the fundamental principles of dignity, respect, fairness, inclusion, and a zero tolerance to bullying, harassment, and discrimination needs to be front and centre of everything that you do. In addition to this, she also said it's important to recognise that each employee will be impacted differently by the pandemic and will therefore have different needs that HR and employers need to cater to. So therefore, you know, cyberposting, wellbeing support, employee assistance programmes, counselling services, and any other mental health support services will help leaders in achieving that. And of course, the LGBT plus community should be a top priority for the people function, particularly with Pride Month almost upon us. So, yeah, exactly. So, and it's, it, you know, it's really important that uh, businesses are doing this. You know, no one should be ignorant of the fact that the LGBTQ plus community needs representation in the workplace. To, to evidence this, A TUC study from 2019 that polled over 1,100 LGBTQ plus workers stated that 68% had experienced harassment of some kind due to their sexual orientation in the workplace. 42% of the respondents to that also said that colleagues had made unwanted comments about their sex lives. And, you know, to make matters worse, of the 68% who said that they'd experienced sexual harassment, 66% said they didn't tell their employer because they were afraid of being 
outed at work. So, you know, what kind of workplace would tolerate this kind of toxic environment in which employees aren't confident in being themselves? You know, those statistics are shocking. And more than anything else, ensuring that your workplace is supportive of the LGBT community, particularly during Pride Month, is about ensuring that workers who belong to this community feel celebrated and welcomed and certainly not marginalised. And, you know, if you aren't actively ensuring that policies that support groups such as LGBTQ aren't still effective, uh, your culture, which is, you know, the business success hinges on that, it will definitely suffer as a result. Many people have had traumatic experiences in the workplaces as a result of their sexual orientation and ensuring that the well-being of these people is upheld is of paramount importance, especially now. Hi, my name is Daniel Cave, Head of Content at HR Grapevine. I'm interrupting your usual podcast listening to tell you about our inaugural virtual HR event, HR Technology, A Brave New World, which, perhaps obviously, is all about HR technology and digital ways of working and how you can utilise these aspects to drive people-powered business results whilst boosting the profile of the HR function you work in. Hosted on July the 1st and July the 2nd, it will feature live chats with subject area experts in payroll, employee experience, engagement and automation from companies such as ADP, Bridge, Ceridian, Cornerstone, Glint, Oracle and Sage. What's more, they'll be networking with your peers and presentations and virtual fireside chats with leading HR names, including speakers who've presented at TEDx and Davos World Forum, as well as HR leaders from BP Launchpad, GIFGAF, and CERN, as they talk through everything that is digital well-being, the online employee experience during the pandemic, and what engagement really means. It's going to be two days that you can't miss out upon. What's more, it's free to register which you can do so now or after you finish listening to this week's podcast by heading to virtual.hrgrapevine.com. That's virtual.hrgrapevine.com. And with it being virtual, you won't even have to leave the spare room, home office, kitchen surface, or front room coffee table that you're currently working on to be able to attend. Stay safe, guys, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Absolutely agree, Kieran. And in the next section of the podcast, we will kind of dedicate it really to sharing HR best practice when it comes to celebrating the LGBTQ plus community and also celebrating Pride Month. And obviously physical celebrations, like some of the marches that we're normally used to um, seeing, may not go ahead this year due to um, the pandemic and the subsequent social distancing measures. So I think it's really about being creative and HR professionals doing everything they can to support virtual Pride celebrations. Exactly. And obviously, as you said there, many of the standard celebrations for gay pride in London, Birmingham and Brighton, those times when the community physically gets together and celebrates, they won't be possible. And, you know, many companies such as Salesforce and IKEA explicitly take part in those events annually. Yet, even though that they won't physically take place in 2020, there is definitely a lot that the business world can do to still support and celebrate that community. 
The biggest step is letting the world know that you're an inclusive business that welcomes a diverse workforce and doesn't tolerate hatred of any kind. You know, many companies do this by temporarily rebranding with the LGBTQ plus rainbow flag colours. Um, it's a simple thing, but it's really effective to let the world know that you celebrate diversity. And actually, you know, companies such as H&M, Google and even Skittles, everyone's kind of aware of that quite famous campaign, um, have done this in some form or another, and, and lots of them donate proceeds to good causes. Last year and pre-pandemic, I spoke to the HR director of publishing house, HarperCollins, who told me that one of the most powerful things that they have ever done is set up groups within the company for many different things, one of which was an LGBTQ plus group. This included community and supporters, and they got together semi-regularly to discuss how the company could better support the community. And remember, you know, the LGBTQ plus agenda doesn't just exist in Pride Month. It should be really on your radar all year round. So this isn't something just to do in this time. But while celebrating Pride Month, as physically uh, getting those groups together isn't possible, these events can still definitely take place online via group chats, FaceTimes, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams and Zoom are ideal for that. Also, when preparing for this podcast, I spoke to uh, Jesus Gutierrez, who is a co-founder of Gay Pride Apparel. It's a company founded specifically to promote gay rights. And I talked to him about what the LGBTQ plus community would like to see from business in this time. So he told me, one good thing that companies can do would be to highlight some of the stories from their employees in that community, not only about their value at work, but their history and their personal journeys. Year after year, we get flooded with rainbow logos, but we'd love to see the stories behind the people creating their products, uh, running their marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think that's definitely a great example. Um, just to share some more kind of HR best practice, a few weeks ago, I spoke to Anne Keely, who is the EMEA HR lead at Twitter, who told me that at the social media company, they have a huge pride network, particularly in London and Dublin. And while they'd normally be involved in kind of physical pride parades with a big Bluebird logo, and they would also be involved in fundraising for local LGBT plus charities, obviously some pride marches have been postponed due to COVID-19, which which means that the celebrations are unlikely to go ahead in their usual form this year. But having said that, they are taking things virtual like a lot of other organisations. So she told me about one of the initiatives that the business resource group Twitter Open has done. And just to explain for anyone that's not familiar with the term, business resource group is essentially made up of employees who volunteer their time and skills to create inclusive committees that are built on mutual passions. And Twitter Open is the group for the LGBT plus community. And essentially what she was saying is that throughout the pandemic, they have been having these virtual cafe slots. And she said to me, I see it in my diary every second week where people just show up and have a chat. So hopefully Hopefully that will keep the fires burning as well. But in addition to that, Anne is quite sure that the Twitter open group will come up with more initiatives around June time when they kind of see where the lay of the land is. Um, so obviously those are internal initiatives, but I'm also told that the BRGs are also involved in creating emojis, sort of hashtag Twitter emojis to mark special days. And this also creates wider conversations on the platform too. In addition to speaking with Twitter, I spoke to Emma Cosman, who is the head of public sector memberships at Stonewall, um, who obviously said that Pride Month can't be celebrated in its in its usual uh, form, but there are lots of different things that organisations can do to support the community. 
Emma said that these include learning more about why the crisis is hitting LGBT plus communities hard, finding out about LGBT plus organisations who are working harder to get the community through this crisis and seeing what key takeaways you can get from that and potentially what you could replicate at your own business. Other tips include hosting a digital fundraiser to support local um, LGBT plus organisations or charities. And also as well, I think this touches upon Kieran's point from earlier in the podcast, but using your organisation's brand and social media platforms to amplify the work these organisations are doing and sharing content that you think either staff or customers may find helpful, and particularly during this time. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to sign up to our daily content newsletters, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgrapevine.com. 